What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Running with the Wolves podcast or my YouTube. Today, we are going to be answering some of your guys' questions. Um, I have about eight here that I'm going to go through today. And uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. So the first one, being that the Wolves are so deep, what will the rotations and minutes look like next season? So here's my Timberwolves depth chart just to get it started off. So starting five, I got D'Lo, Ant, Big Mac, Towns, Gobert. That's pretty much a lock. Um, undebatable. There's some people that say and Kyle Anderson will start over McDaniels. I don't, I don't think so. Um, but then off the bench, I got McLaughlin, Noel, Prince, Anderson, and Reed um, as just a 10-man rotation. And that's what Chris Finch likes to do. We've seen in the past, he likes to run a 10-man rotation, uh, maybe 11 if he really has to, but he prefers to keep it at a 10-man rotation. And with the depth that the Wolves have added so far this season, it's it's almost kind of a necessity that he branches out a little bit more into maybe a 12, maybe even 13-man rotation. Um, but, you know, off the bench, a lot, a lot can, a lot can be, you know, differed from opening day to, you know, game 82, right? I have for the point guard depth, I have McLaughlin, then Rivers. I don't know who's going to be running point guard duties after McLaughlin. That may be Wendell Moore. I doubt it. Maybe Forbes. I feel like Rivers is more of a natural point guard than Forbes is. Um, that I got at the off guard, Noel, Moore, Forbes, small forward, just Torian Prince, because I feel Kyle Anderson's going to run things for power forward off the bench. Josh Minot after him. Then at center, Nasri, and then Nathan Knight, if he ends up sticking around next season. So the the whole minutes, the whole minutes thing, um, Jalen Noel is really who I'm the most, I guess you could say, concerned about, right? We know he's gonna be a bigger part than he was last year. But again, it just it seems like the Wolves are in somewhat of a logjam right now at that position. And, you know, Wendell Moore, I I doubt he plays much his first year, probably. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes down to Iowa for 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 quite a while um, to just develop his skill sets. But then you have Austin Rivers and Brent Forbes, who are two great pieces, but I feel like they're more third stringers, right? We know McLaughlin can run the bench effectively. Hell, he can run in the starters effectively. Noel, we already know. Prince, we already know. Kyle Anderson's going to be great. Nazarene's going to be solid. So I honestly feel like that's kind of somewhat a lock. The only thing I don't think is a lock is the Torian Prince and Kyle Anderson those those two could be swapped in or out, whatever, right? But um, I like the depth we have. The starting five, like I said, that, I mean, is pretty much, in my opinion, set in stone, right? Uh, you could say that Towns and Gobert are probably going to stagger at some, at some points in time, right? You know, if the Wolves are in need of a three-point, you know, to win it, Gobert is probably not going to be on the floor. It's going to be more like D'Lo, Edwards, McDaniels, Prince, Towns, or you know, whatever, something more like that, right? Um, so that's why I also don't feel like it's that big of a necessity to go and get another big after Nas. Like, sure, you know, you've heard all the chatter, you know, oh, Demarcus Cousins this, Demarcus Cousins that, right? And another big would be nice, but you have to remember that Cat and Go Cat and Go Bear, they're going to stagger quite often at the center position. So only having Nas and maybe Nate Knight off the bench isn't too big of a concern for me, but it could be something that maybe gets addressed. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not looking too much into that, uh, but that's what I got for the rotations and the minutes. Um, I, I feel like more than even last season, it's going to fluctuate quite often, 
you know, who knows what's going to look like day one, who knows what's going to look like game 82, right? It'll be fun. We'll see what happens. All righty. And then the second question is all that gets talked about is how Ant is going to break out and be a superstar. What's his floor? And I like this question. I think this is really unique. Doesn't really get talked about that much. Um, you know, we, we are for the most part, just, just talking about how great of a player he can be, which, which rightfully so, I mean, he's going to be incredible in this league, but I haven't really ever given much thought to like what his floor would be. Um, and, and thinking about it more, the, the only floor I could see really occurring with Ant would be like, and I hate to say it like a potential injury. Right. Um, and then that, that, that draws me to someone like a Brandon Roy, right. Who, who looked like he had all the talent in the world and looked like he was going to be a great player. And then just injuries just took a turn on his career. And there's been scares with Ant, you know, even his first year in the, our second year last year, yeah, I think it was his knee. He was having some problems with that. And, you know, he got over it, but with the play style that Ant has and how much he jumps and, you know, puts his body on the line, it's, it's, I, I am so passionate that Ant's going to be so good in this league that it's, it, it keeps me up at night. The injuries, right? I just wish injuries weren't a thing. Everybody does. I mean, injuries suck. Injuries are the worst part of the NBA, worst part of any, any sport. And, you know, in Ant's case, it's just, you have a you have a franchise shifting player. You have the face of a franchise, and it's it's the question everybody has, right? It's like, well, he needs to stay healthy. And Ant really, you know, knock on wood, hasn't had a a bad history with injuries, right? Except last year, you know, we had that knee problem, but didn't seem like it bothered him all that much, and he was able to get over it relatively quick. Um, but yeah, so the floor for him, I think, would really just mean he's not healthy. Would mean any low floor. But, you know, you can talk high floors, you know, I mean, certain guys like Dwayne Wade would be definitely a type of ceiling guy, right? But there's a, there's a lot of players out there that you could you could bring up in the conversation as a floor and were even all-stars for that matter, right? You know, it's from what we've seen, you have to remember Ant's age too. You know, he's about the same age as the 2021 draft class. In fact, he's like, younger than some of them are he's very young for his for his um you know for for his draft class and he's still super young and what he was able to do last season you could just tell it's just it's a god-given ability to be able to to just handle the spotlight and perform you know on the biggest stages and that's that's why he's getting these high comparisons and not really talking so much about a floor is because he's doing this at an unprecedented age right you know, you, you think of young guys who are doing similar things. And I mean, Derek Rose, of course, but it's, it's Derek Rose again, he's another guy, right? Where it's like, he was a face of a franchise and he was that thing, right? He was an MVP. He was one of the best players, in the, or the best player in the league. Right. And then injuries occurred. Right. So it's, that's, again, it's, it's scary for, for anybody. Right. But no, what Ant's doing right now is just not been seen on his age level, right? So it's it definitely gives people something to look forward to. I really wouldn't look too much into his floor. I just I, you know, I don't like comparisons personally, right? Like I think every player is different. I think comparisons are honestly somewhat of a limitation for some guys. Um but, you know, I think like 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 Cass draft comparison coming out was like Andrew Bogut or something like that. 
I think maybe like Vlade Divac, right? And it's funny to look back at those, right? And then you had Wiggins was the next Kobe or whatever, right? So um, I think Andrew Andrew Bariani, if that's how you say his name, is like the next Larry Bird. Yeah, so it's just the the comparisons are a lot of times not correct and can sometimes be limitations on these guys. But like I said, I wouldn't look too much into it. But like I said, a floor for Ant would be injury injury uh, injury driven. All right. So the next question is, what do you think the Wolves would do if they fail to reach the playoffs next season? Um, this I thought was an interesting one as well. Um, <laughs> you know, if if the Wolves were to miss the playoffs next season, it would have to be something based off of injuries, right? Gobert isn't staying healthy. D'Lo isn't staying healthy. Cat's not staying healthy. Things like that, right? Because I think this team's a lock for sure. I think a lock for the top six, top five, maybe, you know, teams in the NBA. Um, we're, we're projected to like 50 wins, 50, like 253 maybe. I think we're hitting like 55 wins. Um, but, you know, let's just say on the off chance, everybody's healthy and we miss the playoffs. Um, you know, a lot could be, a lot could have been the cause of that, right? Was, was Gobert not playing well? Was the fit not there? And I mean, it depends on, you know, what's the leading cause, right? If it's just a team-wide fit issue with Gobert, and that's obvious, right? Gobert just does not play well alongside Cat, alongside D'Lo, Ant, you know, then I mean... I don't think you do anything drastic. I don't think you 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 may move on from Gobert, maybe if if he was truly like a fit issue, right? But then I think there's gonna be if that if that's the case, I think there might be a um like a question between who's who's better, Towns or Gobert, in terms of fit on the team. Who's holding who's holding the other one back more? Is is Towns holding Gobert back more? Or is Gobert holding Towns back more? And, you know, it's hard It's hard to see a world where the fit just doesn't work in Minnesota, right? Um, and and it's not like these guys have high egos too, right? Gobert's a team player. Gobert doesn't really have one, right? And and all these guys on our squad, in my opinion, just want to win, right? That's all Cat cares about. That's all D'Lo cares about. That's all Ant cares about, right? I mean, you know, Ant's still very young, but all these guys on our team, they just want to win. There's no ego-driven Jimmy Butler type guys really on our team right now, which is again, why I don't think a fit's going to be an issue. Um, if you had one guy that's, that's in a role that they don't like, right, whatever, then that can be, that can be brought up. But everybody on our team, it sounds like wants to be here, uh, likes their role, wants to win. And they came here to win. So I don't, I don't, I don't see a world that the wolves don't make the playoffs, but I mean, the West is very good next season. So is there a chance that we might have to go through the plan? Maybe. Right. It at the end of the day, we have to win our games. If we don't win our games, we're not doing anything. Can't worry about the other teams. You have to win your games. And like I said, the West is just is is going to be very good next season. But I think so are we. You know, people aren't giving the Wolves credit for for how good of an offseason they've had. Um, and the the depth, honestly, on our team is is has improved quite a bit. Um, so, is it fair to have questions with Gobert? Yes, I don't think it's it's anything to dive too much into. Um but yeah, so the floor I'm um, excuse me, not the floor. Um if they don't make the playoffs, then 
one or two things had ha- one or two things would have had to happen, um, injuries or a fit issue, which then I mean D'Lo also will be on the end of his contract if we don't extend him this offseason, which I talked about the other day. So that could also allow them maybe to move on from D'Lo if he was part of the problem, right? Uh, but look at the Lakers, for example. If we don't make the playoffs this season, it'd be similar to the Lakers, not entirely, but it's like the Lakers really aren't blowing it up this year. Like they didn't have AD healthy, right? But they just didn't really feel like they just didn't feel like they wanted to win. And I've said this before: if the Lakers had the passion that the Wolves had last season, I guarantee you they would have made it at least to the Western Conference Finals. They had all the talent in the world; they just didn't have guys that wanted to compete and wanted to do things to win games. They just wanted a championship, and they thought they could cruise to it with their team. So you could say maybe that would be a factor if that happens with the Wolves. Do they are they not you know focused on winning? Which just the guys on a roster, it's not true. They're all dogs. They all got a chip on their shoulders. So um, I don't see the world where we don't make the playoffs. But I guess anything's possible. All right. Now the fourth question is who do I see be better, the Pelicans or the Timberwolves? I like this question. It'll probably be a little quick answer, but um, I think that there's two teams that you could, you could compare right now in in, ca- in like case of like timeline and skill set and overall fun. It would be the Pelicans and Timberwolves. I, I love the, the Pelicans. I think that they're just – what they're building there, it's it's great. Um, it's going to be close next year. I think, I think the Wolves are in a more win-now mode than the Pelicans are, but – with Zion coming back, he's going to open up more eyes because he's he's incredible, man. You know, and if he can stay healthy, that's that's the biggest thing with him. If he can stay healthy, they're going to be such a great team. Um, but yeah, it'll 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 be close. I think the Wolves, like I said, are more in, are in more of a win now mode. But two teams that are scrappy, wanting to you know have some sustained success. Uh, I don't like playing the Pelicans, man. I hate it. There's like a couple teams I really hate playing against, and one of them's the Pelicans, the other one's the Grizzlies. The Pelicans, so whatever team has Jonas Valanciunas on, I don't like playing, which now that's going to be different because now Cat doesn't have to bang down low with Jonas, but man, I, you know, I was I was at a couple games where Pelican, the Pelicans are at Target Center, and you know, Jonas is probably one of the hated, one of the more hated players in Minnesota. Like, I mean, he got, he got this, he got this worse treatment at target center than like Joel Embiid did. Right. Cause Embiid, you can't say much. Embiid just dominates. Like, what are you going to say? Man, you're too good. Boo. Right. Jonas is just annoying. I mean, he's, I'm not saying he's a, he's a great player, but you know, he's, he's just a low to deal with, which it's going to be fun to not have to deal with him anymore. You know, I mean, we will, but we got Gobert. Cat doesn't have to, you know, pick up the five fouls in the first half against him and two technicals against Ed Malloy, right? So, um, sorry, that was like a little mini rant there, but I think the Wolves are a better overall team, like I said, in a more win-now mode. But I think them and the Grizzlies, us three are like going to be that kind of like three-headed monster in the West in the coming seasons because um, the younger core that that all the teams have, you know, it, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see who comes out on top of it when it's all said and done. All right, the next one. What are my thoughts on the culture and cohesion of the team since the trades? And I'm assuming this was meant kind of the, the Gobert trade. Uh, that was, you know, probably one of the things I thought about first, right? You know, this team had the best the best chemistry in the league last season, so much so that Sajan Gupta didn't want to trade anybody at the trade deadline. 
there's obvious holes in our team. He didn't want to train anybody. He valued that, that, that culture more than, you know, trading to get more of a win now guy, which I think was the right move at the time. Uh, you know, losing someone like Pat Bev, uh, Beasley was a big, you know, Vando, everybody, everybody we traded really, even Balmaro was a good culture guy. Um, but at the end of the day, all the guys in our roster want to win, especially Carl Anthony Towns. And going into this offseason, when the question of trading D'Lo came up, some responded with, if you trade D'Lo, Cat's going to want out. And, you know, you're not going to trade someone like D'Lo without having a conversation with, you know, the team, especially the best players on the team. So if if Tim Conley were to go to Cat this off this past off this off season and say, hey, you know, before the Go Bear trade, or whatever, um, what D'Lo brings us, we like, but we feel we can trade him and get someone more um, substantial to help make a run for the championship. Cat's not going to be happy to lose his friend, but all he wants to do is win, and all the team wants to do is win, right? So that's the same thing. The same thing applies with this trade. The only thing that the players on our team want to do is win. That's the only thing anybody in this league wants to do is win, right? So I don't think, I think the chemistry, I mean, Gobert is such a good guy. Like he's just a, he's a kind, genuine person. He's going to get in well with everybody. Um, And it's like, we have guys who are just, who just, just click with each other. Like Ant, Ant could play with anybody in the league and click with them. Like he's just that, he's just that kind of, that kind of, you know, personality. Right. Um, and, and I felt like, you know, even though we traded a lot, we kept the core. We, ke- of course we kept our young core, but we kept the core of guys who really, really made an impact besides him, Bev in the playoffs, right. The guys that, that were there when we needed to win games, um, aside from Pat Bev, you know, that was, that was the heart wrencher for me. Right. But we got D'Lo, we kept McDaniels, still got McLaughlin, still got Noel, you know, we re-signed Prince, still got Reed, you know, so I got Nate Knight if he, you know, does end up coming back. So I think the chemistry is going to be maybe not as, maybe not as like, like, like potent as it was last season. Right. But with winning comes happiness, right? If the Timberwolves jump out um, before the, you know, the, the trade deadline and are the best team in the Western conference. I think everyone's going to be in a pretty good mood with each other, you know? And, and when cat wasn't in a good mood with this, when the, with this team and was exploring his options in terms of wanting to get out of this team, that wasn't the darkest. That wasn't some of the darker days where we weren't winning games. We just blew up our team. You know, it was pre Delo trade cat was like, what is going on? We now know Gerson Rosas's communication was not the best, so he probably Cat probably didn't even know what was going on, and you know they were the worst team in the NBA or one of the worst teams in the NBA. You're not going to be happy, right? You're not going to be in a good mood, and you're not a winning team. So, like I said, with winning comes happiness and comes continuity and chemistry. Um, so I think it's it's not going to alter that much, uh, but. You know, it, it definitely hurt all the guys on our team to lose who we did. All right, the sixth question here: What's the perfect point guard for the current Timberwolves roster? And I'm assuming this person meant that's not on the team, right? Uh, so 
Let's probably give me another little quick answer here. Um, guy who was on top of my list, two of them were Rajon Rondo, right? Because we're not looking for a guard, I don't think, at this point that's going to be our sixth man, right? You know, it, it, we got McLaughlin, we got Noel, we got Rivers, we got Forbes, we got, you know, more. We're not not looking for someone like that. I think we're looking for someone with our last roster space here, uh, if we are at all, you know, that can just be a good culture guy. So someone like Rajon Rondo has got great experience. He would only demand the minimum, right? Um, great locker room guy. Or maybe even like a Dennis Schroeder. Um, you know, he would, he would, he would be more of a player that you'd want to play. And I don't think we really, we don't, we just don't have the, the, the room to play somebody, but uh, that's why I'd say like realistically, but like going into the, this off season, my dream point guard for the team was Tyus Jones hands down. Right. Because I never, you guys know, I've never wanted to trade D'Lo. I've talked about this just earlier this week. Right. But I was, I got to thinking, I'm like, if we did move D'Lo, who would I want in exchange? Um, or not in exchange, but just to fill to fill the gap. And it was Tyus Jones. If there's any way we trade D'Lo or traded him for, you know, a great center, whoever we were going to trade him for, I wanted to sign Tyus. I mean, what he would be a dream point guard in terms of who's not on our roster right now. Of course, if you ask me who's a dream point guard of who's on the roster, I'm going to say D'Lo or McLaughlin, right? But Tyus Jones, he would fit this off this 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 roster to perfection. His his ability to just I mean his floor general bright his floor general abilities but then his his just his downhill playmaking and his his overall just being able to see the floor would be incredible with this team but um, like I said Rondo and Schroeder would be guys who you could I guess keep an eye on um, but yeah so Alrighty, the f- the seventh and final question here. Do I think the Timberwolves can win a championship within the next five years? And the quick answer to that is a hundred percent. You know, the Wolves the Wolves' whole purpose with the Gobert trade is go win now. You know, they open their win now window now. I mean, it, it's open, right? And 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 the Jazz did it with Gobert and and Mitchell, right? They had a they had a window and they didn't they didn't get to you know exploit it, but they were the most winningest team these past four seasons than any other team. So regular season wise, right? And you know they had problems in the in the in the playoffs, um, but that's not to the credit of Rudy Gobert. You know, he had so much pressure on him. He he was like the only good defender on that jazz roster aside from Royce O'Neal, right? You have to surround, you can't, you can't ask Gobert to defend the paint without having any perimeter defenders surrounding him, which I think the wolves, I mean, they have, right. You know, you could call ant a good perimeter defender. McDaniels is great. Prince is solid. Anderson's great. You know, McLaughlin's good. Um, Rivers is good. Forbes is decent. When Morris is proving to be, you know, promising. Right. So, um, but yeah, back to the question. Yes, I think the Wolves have a chance, and you know, there's a lot of questions that are that are arising, right? With with this, but um, all in all, I think you know it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good um, a good season here. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, if the Wolves, do, I think I think the expectation here for the Wolves should be within this five year span to make the Western conference finals a couple times, right? Just, if, you know, and that's, that's a, that's a big ask, right? That's the farthest this franchise has ever gone. 
but I think that's the expectation. And at least you, you, you know, to, to, to make the finals at least once is, is definitely the goal. Um, you know, you, you, you would ask someone in, inside the team and they'd say the goal is to win a championship from here on out. Right. And it, it's going to take time. Right. And with the development of Anthony Edwards, that's going to be the key. That's going to unlock a potential championship team for the Timberwolves. Alrighty, that's going to wrap up the Q&A here. Thank you for everyone that submitted questions. I got to only about seven of them. Um, you know, the eighth was just kind of restating what I already talked about. So, yeah, man, that'll be it. Um, Twitter, Instagram, same as last time. So, uh, see whatever. We'll see you the next time, whatever I post on YouTube and, and um, you know, my podcast will be. Um, so, yeah, man, peace out.